Welcome into the Plank Show. It is a Monday edition. Go figure. Go figure, Josh. I'm actually going to work a whole week, and I know you are too. How was your time away? I know we 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 had the schedule meshed last week, where I think we only did what one show together on Monday. Monday? So this is the one week celebration of actually doing a show together last week. <laughs> but uh, how was the trip? How was the time away? It was good. Yeah, obviously got to spend some time with uh, my girlfriend and family and girlfriend starting a new job today so that was good to get to do that last week and uh well now we're we're oh so close to football right now now the grind begins plus high school broadcasting for us uh, you know starts next week so already Uh, or the week following yeah wow are we doing some of the scrimmages that are taking place around town or meh I don't know. Uh, historically, not usually. Usually, okay. you know, softball, volleyball, those types of things. Gotcha. Gotcha. Coach shows. You know, that's that's the funny thing that, not about high school volleyball or softball or anything like that, but I don't think people realize, see, the first SEC event that Oklahoma will play in in a year is probably going to end up being like a volleyball match. Right. It was like the the official return will or the official announcement and introduction will be in like July, but the first event will probably be like women's soccer, volleyball, right? I mean, that's kind of how we feel about this. That's what we got to know. What about for you? I, I know I know you shared a little bit with the guys in the crossover, but that's right. The uh, the officiating, how was it? How did it go? How was the trip? It was really cool. Um, I, you know, I'm not around my family back home much just because I mean I've I've came to the realization that I've lived not just in Oklahoma double the amount of time that I lived at home (laughs) in in the current home where my family lives now but I just I mean there's just there's not much there outside of my family right you go back for your family and it's not like oh I got to go eat at this restaurant I mean Della a a delicatessen when we were growing up, Josh, was getting the cheesecake at Jack in the Box, right? That was, oh, we're eating fancy tonight. <laughs> oh, baby. And that Jack in the Box is still open. But you know what? It honestly, bro, it was it was an awesome, awesome time. Maybe one of my favorite trip homes I've ever had. Good. Because my son got to go. We got to sit with my dad. And usually the the schedule, I'm 48 years old and my my mom and my my mom still wants to be like grandkids would love for them to spend some more time over here and I'm like okay mom yeah I still deal with that at my elder age but in all seriousness uh, we got to spend a lot of time with my dad and that was really awesome and that meant a lot it was also kind of sad because my hometown uh, there's two towns that come together East Alton Wood River E-A-W-R we are I don't know that was one of the chants. E-A-W-R-E-A-W-R. But Wood River, is that, and by, again, my stepdad is the mayor of my, my hometown. But of the two towns that come together, like most of my childhood was spent in East Alton, which literally it's, it, it's like across the street from each other. There's not much of a difference. It's basically if you combine them, the town size might equal that of – Oh gosh, I'm a little bit maybe like Midwest. No, no, I'd be much bigger than that, or, or much smaller than that. Maybe like the size of of a Purcell, if you combine Woods River and East Alton, ten thousand right? combined. Yeah, I think it's like eight for Woods River or something like. Anyway, maybe more like fifteen. 
And it was really sad because East Alton, just everywhere I went when I was a kid and all these places that were, to me, the fanciest and coolest places on the planet, they're closed. And it looks closed. You watch those videos online where it's like, we went to this abandoned water park. And it's just, yeah. It's, that, yeah. That's East Alton and Wood River. Yeah, yeah. It, Wood River is, is kind of is doing okay, right? The, the mayor has some plans in place, Josh, where change is happening. But East Alton, bro, it's just, I was sad. I what mean, happened? I really was. Everything, there was this place when I was a little kid called Wilshire Village. And it was literally like five stores. There was a shop and save there. Next to shop and save was, it wasn't a Walgreens, but it was like a Walgreens. Then there was a clothing store. And then there was, there was a Blockbuster. No, no not a Blockbuster, like a Ron Buster, you know, where <laughs> right. back in the days, one of the neighborhood guys like, I'm going to open up a video store, right? And they had that. There was a Subway. I mean, it was Mrs. Siebold's Bakery. People just shopping online. Shop, right. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know about the internet connection there right now, Josh. It's just, it's nothing. It's literally, it's a ghost town. Hmm. Right? And across the street where there were shops, ghost town. I thought, you know, I'm going to check out the mall while I'm home. Ghost town. So literally, and that's that moment where I was asking, like, my step, what's going on here? He goes, well, you know, 30 years ago when this place was hopping. I'm like, no, no, no. I remember coming back like five years ago, four years ago, and going to these places, and they were awesome. And he's like, yeah, our population's moving on. So it was a sad. It, that was sad for me because I I don't know if I just hadn't driven by there in a while. As in, as in they're they're moving or no? It's just gone. It's just people are moving out and yeah. all those stores. It it's just gone. That's so sad. It sad. It, but again, hit you in the nostalgia. Yeah. So when when Jason Aldean sings "Try That in a Small Town," you can try that in East Alton. Is basically way, what I'm saying. Way to be topical, right? <laughs> yeah. There. You know, I, I know y'all are talking about this, and this is the hot topic. But you can try that in East Alton right now. You re- you would not have any problems or any pushback right now. But thank you for asking. It was a blast. Congratulations to Devin and Tori Gilreath. I mentioned, like I said, I um I had called him by his wrong name for the better part of the. You know, six to seven years they've been together, but thankfully we got that thing fixed just in time for the wedding. Oh, man. Can I tell you just one more? I got all kinds of football for you today, uh, including – how about this for a tease? I got a text from a friend of mine in the media that was covering Pac-12 Media Days, and it simply was, what's the deal with blank? What's his problem? I'll just – yeah, they may be able to fill in some lines. We'll get that coming up here Love in just it. a bit. They're um, the bride, uh, the groom. Well, the bride's mom and dad is my sister and my brother-in-law. The groom's mom and dad, I had met, right? Just like I said, when I go home, it's kids, it's celebration, boom, bada bing, bada boom, back home. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Uh, Chris, nice to meet. You. His name was Chris. Great dude, hardworking guy, man. Like boiler makers, put in ton. He does all the manual labor, Josh, that I've never done in my life. Like, things that I think I'm cool because I can do, like, now. So he's a man. He's a man's man. Now, not quite Tommy Bacon, man's man. Right. But he's a man's man. And I go, hey, so where'd you go to school? He goes, well, I went to Wood River, which is where I went. I was like, oh, really? I'm like, what year did you graduate? He goes, I graduated with you. I was like, oh. 
Oh man, <laughs> I was like, that is so awkward. He did. I'm like, he's like, well, he goes, I was around a lot. He goes, he goes, I wasn't around a lot because I started working, had this job. But yeah, we we graduated together, and thankfully he didn't drop the "Don't you remember?" because that was that moment where I'm like, I don't remember. And it wasn't a, oh, I had more friends, and I, no, no, I just don't remember. I I literally. That's a, that's a time of my – my sister has this thing. It's like, you remember S- Tommy? Tommy So You remember him? I'm like, I don't know who you're talking about. I've got, I've got friends like that that it's uh, – no, I don't remember. I don't, there, there was a guy that was telling a story that had got hurt at work. And I was like, oh, man. I was like, by the way, I'm Chris. It's nice to meet you. He looks, he goes, and Allison goes, that's Jason. You guys went to school together. You, 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 you know each other. I'm like – and I st- – Josh, I still didn't know. I was like, oh, Jason, I, I'm so sorry. Now, your sister still lives there. Yes, my whole family so, still lives there. So when you still live there, you right. see some of the same right. people, you talk right. about who you went to school with. When you leave, it, you lose part I of I lost that. all of it. I lost all of it, bro, all of it. Because then I met the mother of the groom. And Chris, well, this is my wife, Mandy. I'm like, oh, hey, nice to meet you, Mandy. I'm like, D- I'm like, don't don't tell me you went to Wood River. She goes, yeah, we went to school together. Oh no! <laughs> Did your heart just sink? I felt like the worst person in the world, and I remember whenever everyone was gone into my sister, and I was like, and remember, Wood River is small, like small town, you baby. We, <laughs> right. you knew everyone you went to school. It with. would be like me going home to Andover and right. forgetting I graduated this with is, someone. This isn't like OU where there's you know twenty thousand people there. They're like <laughs> my graduating class had like fifty people in it, and I was like, did did you know them in in high school? And she turns, she goes, yeah, yeah, I, I, everybody I did. did, everybody did. I'm like, good, my goodness, what's going? On? So. I, uh, I, a couple of blips on the radar. <laughs> right, but they, they, they were awesome. So it was a great weekend. I, I loved it. I loved it. It was a good time. Now, my kids fought the whole damn time, but it was really cool. And I got to take my son home. He's the like, actual officiating of the ceremony itself, you felt you delivered the goods? Uh, how, how do you feel about your performance? I just – it seemed as if when you're up there, it goes by pretty quickly. And I've been to some weddings where you're like, "Is this thing ever going to end?" Summer wedding, you get that uh, you get that feeling sometimes, like, right. "Hey, let's speed it up." It's so hot there, out here. there was a part of me in officiating this wedding where I was like, I, I, "Well, we're we're kissing the bride, you know. Let's, let's this thing's over. Let's go." And you're looking up at the clock. And you're like, "I think that was ten minutes." <laughs> like, I'm sorry, there because there was no. Uh, reading of the scripture, there was no solo, there was no them walking and lighting the unity candle. It was literally me talking. And I had a script, and I tried to memorize as much as I can. Vows? Vows. I I did their vows, so thanks to Google.com. And then you know, when we were done, I was like, I, I guess we're done. You, you, you kissed the bride. <laughs> by the power invested in me, by the click of a link on a website and entering my email address. <laughs> that's, that's all I did. So, yeah, I, I officiated a wedding. It had to be pretty cool, though. It was. I will say it was kind of a, a, a you know, a bucket list thing. It's like, hey, I'd like to do that. And I thought I did a pretty good job. But then, of course, I just got picked apart and destroyed on my drive home. <laughs> Your family reminded yeah. you that you were not as talented yeah, as you like, thought. Do you realize how many times you said family? I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's it, it was a family event. She's like, yeah. 
it, it's between them. Then my son is like, yeah, you said family a lot. And then again, you said pray a lot. You said pray. I mean, it's just like, my gosh, man. There was like, hey, t- good job, dad. It was my family was like the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. That's what it was like. <laughs> bah, bah, Wait bah. a second. It's like Twitter. It was a bah, bah, just knocking me left and right. You mean X. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, where, uh, where did you, as we get to sports this weekend, we're, we're in an, an amazing number. I think at 40, I'm afraid to bring up a number, and I think we're about to, in an hour and 40 minutes, dip below 40 days till kickoff. Mm-hmm. But from your perspective, could we make a big enough deal about getting Taylor Tatum and what that meant to Oklahoma on Friday. And I know, I don't know, did it happen while you were on the air? Yeah, we ran, okay. the, we, we ran the announcement okay. live, I, I, which was its own experience, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah? Why? What happened? Oh, man, it's, this thing was getting, and I hope uh, the Tatum family's not listening. Right. It wasn't them. Right. It was, uh, you know, they, they, ran it on, they ran it on their school's YouTube page. Okay. And it, man, it turned into like a talk show. Oh. It, it took 25 minutes. <laughs> To get to Tatum coming out, right. and then it took another 15 minutes to, okay, well, well, Taylor, tell us, you know, when you ran for 150 yards that game, <laughs> what were you thinking? But it, it was it was pretty cool, and he, he you know, obviously had the announcement live. And, okay, uh, all right. So it worked, it worked out okay in the end. Well, let's, let's, let's get into it next. I haven't had a chance to talk about it. I know, like you said, you were all over it on Friday. It was wild because when it broke, I was with my dad, so, and he's not a big recruiting guy. We're not, you know, our, we weren't big college football peeps. You know, like I said, it was Notre Dame and, you know, Illinois and Missouri whenever I was growing up. But he's kind of started to get into a little bit more of Oklahoma. So it opened up a broad discussion. And I think we've seen a pretty solid 180 from a guy that not, not many of you were singing these glowing praises that were deserved whenever he first came on campus. So, Pac-12 Media Day stuff. Taylor Tatum stuff, and I noticed T. Rowe started his top 25 countdown today. That means we're getting close, folks. means we're getting close, but it also begs one of my favorite questions, which maybe we're giving it away too early, but I kind of think Texas Tech is reaching that little bit of overrated category. I think we're getting a little bit too carried away. We'll talk about those teams that we feel might be getting a little bit too much juice As we roll on on a Monday edition of the Plank Show right here on The Ref. There's a couple of NFL notes here, just just real quick. Uh, The Buffalo Bills have lost Naeem Hines for the 2023 season. The running back suffered a significant knee injury off-site. Ah, man, that stinks. And is expected to miss the entire upcoming season. There was a kind of a three-headed monster there. Anyway, in the backfield, they've got James Cook, Damian Harris, and Latavius Murray. So I probably would save my, is that where Dalvin Cook goes takes? Because, I mean, they kind of had him in in a certain quote-unquote role, if you will. And I don't know, did you know that Aaron Rodgers is a Jet now? Have you you heard this? No, never heard of him. I mean, I knew we were going to get knocked over the head with nonstop Jets content, but I, I had no idea. It would be to this degree. When uh, have I missed it? When does Hard Knock start? I think it's in a couple of weeks. I think it's usually it counts down to the season, and it's kind of the week recapped 
of camp. So they just opened camp. So I would imagine I think they're they're usually pretty timely. I feel like it's recapping the week that just happened, but it's it's literally right around the corner. There better be ayahuasca jokes. I want darkness retreat jokes, <laughs> or else we we turn it off. And the other the other NFL no beyond that is Chris Jones didn't report to camp. Andy Reid said he was surprised by it. Man Go wants away. his cash. I don't blame him. It, everyone wants everyone to take some sort of team friendly deal. That's just not going to be reality for every player out there. And I'm not saying Chris Jones is trying to screw up anything with the team, but that's kind of where you are right Guys now. Guys want to get paid. He's he's a difference maker. I mean, he's become sure. that dude in Kansas City right now. Really good player. So with that in mind, a couple of NFL notes. Baseball will run down the schedule coming up in the top five stories of the day. All right. So I just caught the Kenneth Meyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. The uh, very first text in recapping the Taylor Tatum situation was, that it was produced like an American Idol? Is that a, a fair assessment of what we witnessed on Friday? If you want to say it was American Idol, it was like, yeah, a television show, though. <laughs> there, there were built-in commercials. We were talking to the coach. It, it was uh, it was pretty cool. It just, from uh, an orchestrating it factor, it was it was. It was my, tough when you blood, didn't have the sheet. My blood pressure was rising because I was like, oh, my gosh, if we take this break, he's going to walk out. Right. He's going to announce Boomer sooner, and we're going to totally miss it. But we were able to navigate all of that, take our commercial break 20 minutes into hour three, come back, and – still even, hadn't announced it? Oh, dude, we still had like 10 minutes to wait. <laughs> that thing was oh, – here, here's the text in the 405. The thing that – that thing was produced and orchestrated – and felt like American Idol, and we will find out after the break. <laughs> but it was great, and you know, being mindful of the fact that hey, it's Taylor Tatum's big moment. Uh huh. It, it it was uh, and it was a massive moment for Oklahoma. I mean, you asked, can we overstate it? No. You're talking about the nation's top running back, and for Skip Johnson and company, it's a massive victory on the recruiting trail there. So, no, and. We know that Brent Vittables in this staff, the recruiting right now, okay, yeah, that's, you know, bits and pieces where you're trying to get David Stone, and you don't just want David Stone, mm -hmm. right? You want Nigel Smith, and you want Winery, and on and on and on up front. But if there's one thing I think we can feel pretty confident in, man, this staff recruits, and they have proven that over the, what, couple of years that, uh, that they've been here in Norman. So the only component, I keep, this is what I kept coming back to on Friday. The only piece that's missing, Plank, is go win a Big 12 championship, right. right? Go win a title. Go win a Big 12 title. Or, or or just 10 wins, right? Just go just go show that you're going to be a winning program with this uh, head coach and coaches because everything else, the recruiting side, man, they're knocking it out of the park. It was a huge win for Oklahoma on the trail. So I, I tease this, and some of you all won't admit it, but when DeMarco Murray – took over to Oklahoma, left Arizona to come here after being in the profession for one year. I don't know from a recruiting perspective if he could have been put in a tougher spot because immediately, immediately, Josh, what happens? It, everything gets shut down, and you're having to recruit via Zoom, and you're having to recruit and create ways, and – you know, I, I remember 
I remember working and trying to find creative ways to get the message out. All right, well, and not me, me personally, but just from Sooner Vision and the use of live views and ways that you could have guys, you know, quote unquote, in the facility without being in the facility. And if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, and y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't, I don't know if we ended up with a running back in that first class. Like Seth McGowan was in that class, but I, I think that was somebody that DeMarco inherited, right? If I'm not mistaken. In 2020, I kind of feel like he had an offer, and maybe I'm wrong. But my point is the way it was. Uh, I think you're right because you know, dating back to those early moments, right? There, there were questions, right, from the fan base. Not, not many, but some about Demarco and was he going going to be able to land the big fish, so to speak? Even, even in having that first full year, that first full year, there, there wasn't a a running back in Caleb Williams class i mean it's just it was okay we're, we're, we're gonna be fine here right come on come on demarco and then lo and behold oklahoma is just knocking it out of the park at the tailback position and i want to i didn't know what to expect from demarco murray when he decided he was leaving media to, to become a college coach. And by that, I mean, I never questioned that he'd be a good running backs coach. He's one of the greatest running backs in Oklahoma Sooner football history, and he got, he got the job. Right? These people are like, well, kickers are more valuable than running backs because kickers score more points. <laughs> no, uh, okay, well, I mean, does a kicker pick up a blitz or understand the blocking scheme or know what he's – no, they don't. R- running backs are important. DeMarco Murray was one of the greatest blocking running backs – and understanding blitz pickup and things of that nature, I mean, listen, it, it it's up there. It's one of the top, period. So I never doubted that he was going to be a good head coach. It's just he was he was so good on TV. <laughs> it's like he was so good in the media. I was like, what are you doing, bro? It's, coaching's a grind. Coaching sucks. It's hard. You know, you got this media thing down. Good looking. You're good at it. Mm-hmm. You're already doing – you know, NFL games, you're already on some of the top college teams. You're going to get paid, my you're friend. You're going to make so much money. And DeMarco just had a calling. And in his second season, Josh, year two as a coach, year two, he's the running backs coach at Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, that's that's amazing. So I never doubted that he was going to be a good coach. I didn't. I don't follow the minute by minute, second by second recruiting, to know what, if it's just been a matter of him getting in those in those locker room uh, in those living rooms, if it's him getting you know, the opportunity to talk to those families. But I mean, twenty twenty two, Gavin Sawchuck, whom I think we all saw and was like. Okay, all right. Sure. Let's let let's go. Javante Barnes, right? Stud. I think we're all excited about the future of Javante Barnes. Freshman that saw the most snaps. And and oh by the way, even if you're 
someone who could block out the fumble by Gavin Sawchuk, which I have had a really hard time doing. That's super exciting to see the speed that's that's coming with him. Yeah, it's been totally blocked out by me. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> well, well done. The uh, Dalen Smothers, speed guy, coming in from North Carolina. You know, top one 100 recruit. Uh, Caleb Hicks, big time. Big time recruit. I think people are sleeping on Xavier Robinson's potential. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. In the 2024 class. You add now what is a five-star, and I don't know, dude. I'm just – I'm in awe of it, man. I, I really I really think that we've got to make sure that DeMarco Murray is getting the shine that he deserves. Well – and it's probably worth pointing out too. Was wooed by Lincoln Riley to to leave Oklahoma right. and said no thanks. I, I saw one thing that I I just wanted to add to it real quick since we're gushing on Demarco. I think there's a couple of moments from last year that really resonate with me as as someone on the sidelines. We were at a home game. It wasn't going well, but it was a tight game. I think it was the Baylor game. And there was a couple guys, not running backs. Whenever Brent Venables had brought the whole team together, there was a couple of guys that were straggling. Did you know who was chewing their backside to get him out there and tell him that's not what we do at Oklahoma? DeMarco Murray. And I was just like, all right, let's go. You know, it's one of those moments, and I think we even talked about it on the broadcast, because the, the position means a lot to him. I, I'm not, I think everyone can see that. Playing the position right, but this program means a lot to him and doing it the way it's supposed to be done. So in the is that is that six guys now that he's brought in? Yeah. Right? And Robinson Tate in this class, uh, Hicks and Smothers, and then Barnes and Sawchuck. Feel pretty good about the position that room is in going forward. And we'll see about Caden Durham in this class. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I, I keep forgetting about Durham, too. Could, could be another ad. Kudos, kudos, kudos. And then in that, before we break, and I, I know you guys had probably all day Friday from Locked In and Steel Man and Thune at Noon and, and on the rush to talk about it, and I'm sure this has been said a thousand times, SEC baseball is a big freaking deal, man. And to see how well these two programs work together is unparalleled. Kudos to Skip. Kudos to Ryan Gaines. They get it. Uh, kudos to BV. And then, you know, laying out a plan to where – and I don't know what the rules are. I don't know if Skip has to – if they can attack it at the same time or, or how that works. But if you're able to sell a potential you know, rock star recruit on the opportunity to play baseball in the SEC in a what, what looks to be a, a pretty solid facility that baseball is putting together – and play in some of the best college baseball environments. And, oh, yeah, by the way, in football, you're going to get developed by one of the best running backs in the history of Oklahoma Sooner football and in that play in some of the biggest games in college football. It's an exciting combination. It is. Now, they've worked to varying degrees. I thought Kyler Murray was a heck of a success story doing both. Cody Thomas was pretty successful doing both before he just chose baseball, and that worked out okay. He's in the big leagues right now. But I just I think it's – I think it's really cool to see how well that pairing works between OU baseball and OU football. It's not the case everywhere. 
it's not the case everywhere. Uh, when when I went to school, there was a, a a kid who wanted to do a couple of sports, and where I went to school, Tulsa didn't have baseball. He wanted to do basketball and football, and basically the football coach at the time was like, yeah, no, you're not doing that. That ain't happening. You're here on a football scholarship. You're a football guy. You don't need to be going over there doing basketball. And he left school. Didn't come back. Now, he's officiating NFL games right now, but, I mean, it's just – it doesn't always work. It doesn't always work. And to see that relationship working the way it was, pretty cool. You big on Tatum? I, I like his potential on both the diamond and on the gridiron. Oh, I, I think he's going to be a star. No, no doubt. At both. Impressive guy. Impressive guy. All right, listen, it's 936. We'll hit some text when we come back. Uh, we haven't given you a lot of meat. All right, so let, let, me, let me share something that a media member from Pac-12 Media Day reached out to me about. I get these every now and then. But I think they sent it to me for the sole purpose of knowing that we would talk about it right here. And we'll do it next on The Ref. I want to be able to say no to $332 million at some point in my life, Josh Elmer. I want want someone to come after me and say, we want to give you $300 million. I'm like, I'm good. (laughs) I really like my situation. I'm going to have to pass. I like having to work at 5 a.m. on a Sunday morning and then turn around and work at 10 p.m. at night. Now I'm going to say no to that $300 million. <laughs> okay, the, the Kenneth Meyer Chevrolet text line is on fire right now. Uh, 580 Nate writes, did Coward mention that USC might sign a good punter? <laughs> Honestly, Nate writes, feels like DeMarco will be a sooner head coach before it's over. He has that potential. If he wants to be, I think DeMarco can be a head coach someday. Now, there's steps, right? I'm sure there's going to be a point where Jeff Levy's going to have opportunities, and when that happens, we don't have to start that fight now. But, you know, is is DeMarco a guy that wants to try to call plays? Sure. Is that Joe John Finley, or would Joe John be someone that's off with Jeff Levy to call plays at his first job? I mean, we're getting well over our skis, but – we get a recruiting win like Taylor Tatum, and oh yeah, by the way, you beat USC for him. That's a that's a really nice feather in the cap for Oklahoma. I mean, really for its, and for its fan base too, right? I mean, for the fan base, I thought it was necessary. I still, I've kind of realized that I've got to be done being outraged about things that I hope you guys are too. I mean, Colin Coward went on radio and talked about how. If you're going to trade for Shohei Otani, it's going to cost you at least five first-round picks. You, you guys understand the problem with that, right? You can't trade draft picks in Major League Baseball. Literally, spent a whole segment on it, and nobody corrected him. I, I'll never forget that because well, there, he meant five former, five former, time. former. Right? I didn't mean first-round picks. I mean, it's it's a quick little Google. I mean, it's not that hard to figure out. It takes two seconds, even if you're a casual fan. Like, I'm very much a casual Major League Baseball fan right now. But even I, I mean, I do that. It's like, dude, can we give away a third-round pick for him? Uh, But I'll never forget. I'm glad you brought that up, Nate. Whenever Coward was speaking on the brilliance of Lane Kiffin. Do you know how Lane Kiffin's saving scholarships, Josh? He's got a guy on scholarship that both kicks and punts. (laughs) You don't have to use two scholarships. You could use that scholarship somewhere else. I'm just like, this is what? People call brilliant. Yeah, uh, I will. I will say, 
more than anything else. The biggest – I was listening to Parker talk about it. He could fall on his face, and we don't think that's going to happen with Tatum. But in this moment, at this time, it's something that you feel like for Oklahoma, it's a win over USC, and that's a big freaking deal whenever it comes to a player. Uh, Rocket Sooner writes, what level of want as a coach do you think DeMarco has for his guys to win a championship because he got injured and was probably the determining factor for swinging the pendulum in favor of OU against Florida? I think that maybe lives in our head a little bit more than it might in DeMarco's. I would imagine, yeah. But I, I like the way that you're thinking, Rocket Sooner. Like, listen, I know what could have happened if if I had that opportunity. Right? Let me give it to those guys. I think DeMarco wants to win a national championship because this is where he's at right now, and he's incredibly driven to win. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, here is here, DeMarco Murray is cooking right now. That's from Coy. Yeah, he really is. I just, with his personality, with his demeanor, with his resume, you just knew when he got the chance to get out and get in front of people. That it was gonna be, it was gonna be fruitful. You knew the rewards would pay off. I, I'm not, I haven't shied away from this. I, I was surprised after one season, Josh, at Arizona, whenever um, Jay Bulware quote unquote left for Texas, I was, I was blown away that Demarco was in the mix already. Right? I mean, I really was. That's one season as a coach. One. One. And some would say, yeah, and the biggest recruit got away from it because Bijan signed with Texas. But the fact that he had Arizona in the door and on the verge of potentially getting a commit for Bijan Robinson. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's impressive. That was a big deal of its of its own. So I I was floored that he got well, I guess I probably looking back should have been floored that he got the job. I just I didn't realize how truly ready he was. And you're seeing you're seeing some patience play off. <laughs> Caleb Hicks slapping the base right now. Very good. Uh and then um <laughs> Plank, why you compare yourself to idiots like Coward? No, I, I don't. I mean, they make much more money than I do. I've just never understood it's like people that say being there's no money or being right doesn't matter. That doesn't like compute to me. I want to bring you guys factual information. I, I want to. I, I can tell you more often than not the times when I've screwed up things than the times when I've got them right. You know, I can tell you more often. You know, wh- where I was like, oh shoot, I screwed that up, as opposed to yeah, I hit that one on the head. You can be both entertaining and somewhat based in fact. Right. You can work to not be disingenuous while also being entertaining. Well, hold on, hold on here for the 580, from the 580. Someone goes, uh, Lincoln is the reason we didn't get Bijan. Bijan wanted to come to OU. I'm not even, I don't even care about that, dude. That's, I was talking about the fact that when DeMarco, because when Bijan was being recruited, De, DeMarco wasn't at OU. DeMarco was at Arizona, mm-hmm. and Bijan was from Arizona. And the fact that, the fact that Bijan Robinson would, even, would consider. even consider. Yeah, ding, 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 Arizona. With where they were then I think that that is an indication of just how good he was, and we've seen that pan out over time. That so was that, your first – That was my point. That was your first tea leaf that, oh, okay, DeMarco, like, he should be. I mean, it's in 
no way, shape, or form, given given his pedigree, surprising. But okay, yeah, he's gonna be he gonna be a really good recruiter. Yeah, I mean, I think this thing's gonna work out fine, just fine. Uh, here was just just one other thing, uh, and we'll we'll go back through this in the top five stories that I I feel like it's still resonating as the biggest story from you know a couple of days over the weekend. But Steelman, and well, you had this too because it was a full on production. But Longview Lobo. Uh, head football coach John King, was this part of the stream? Did they have the football? Oh, yeah. Okay. This was the very first uh, portion of it was coach coming out. Okay, Here, here's what uh, John King said about Taylor Tate and what Oklahoma is getting. Tremendous. He's a better kid than he is a player. People say, oh, there's no way. Yeah, he's a great kid. He's, he's great with teachers, principals, uh, as I mentioned, uh, teammates in the locker room, uh, just a regular student body. I mean, that's why he's got this big following here today. Uh, he, he's uh, he's humble and and just a genuinely good person, and uh, you know it's uh, he's Taylor Tatum, uh, and, the, and and that's who he is. And, and I was telling a story a while ago. I mean, he's on our summer work crew this summer. It's probably the most fun I've seen the kid have in the last two years because he's being a kid. He's being with his his buddies, and and they're doing summer work together. He's not getting phone calls from recruiters or you know somebody pulling on him, tugging on him, wanting him to do this or do that. So he. Uh, just good hearted kid, and, and uh, of course we're we're excited for, for what he's got, uh, you know, to choose from today, and, and where it'll take him in, uh, in the future. There you go. Good stuff. There you go. Good times. Fun, fun weekend for Oklahoma Sooner recruiting gurus. I, I gotta get to this. I gotta get to this Lincoln Riley stuff next. You want you want, you want to get into this next? Let's. All right, let's do it. It's the Plank Show. I got a, uh, I got a text message. On, let's see, Friday, Sunday afternoon while I was driving. Sunday afternoon. I would tell you who, but just because he does a lot of stuff with the Pac-12. I don't Yeah, wanna... you're not trying to out anybody. Here's the text message. I got to go back because there was a lot. Dude, Leak and Riley is kind of prickly, huh? He did not want to be at media day. He left dinner early, and I heard they had to make a deal for him to even be there. At media day? At media day. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And it's so weird because, (laughs) I mean, for the most part, things are going good. Sure. So, I don't know. It's Why be so antagonistic with the media? The more you embrace it, the easier it gets. I think – I don't know how much we'll see – Remember last year? Remember last year? It was open door and everyone welcome in. And then you lose a couple of games and suddenly uh, this player's not going to be available for post-game media. You know, X, Y, if this isn't going to happen, they're going to have closed practices. And you're like, yeah, I mean, it's it's inevitable. I, I honestly, I got no problem with Lincoln. He wanted to go to California. He wanted to get, you know, a uh, a fresh start, I guess. Go, 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 dude. I've said this a bazillion times in these conversations. I don't, I'm not going to live in that world where everything he does or doesn't do is going to be a topic of conversation on the plank show. And I'm a full on believer that what Brent Venables is going to do at Oklahoma over the next 20 years is going to have OU in a position that we all imagine they could be an under Brenton Venables. That's me. I'm a firm believer. Well, when I hear something like that, it is – it's like, what? 
got the defending Heisman Trophy winner coming back. You're the apple of everyone's eye this offseason. You're still talked about incessantly when it comes to all the major NFL coaching vacancies. You're making millions of dollars. You are making to coach football. so much money. I get it. You're going to the Big Ten next year. But why does, why does everything when it comes to the media have to be some sort of Challenge. Challenge, right? I, I'll be real curious to see what happens whenever he says, yeah, no, I'm not going to go do Coward Show today. I'm, I'm not doing it. Because you know it's coming. You know it's going to happen. Well, he's already gotten the good grace out of it and yeah. the initial bump. Yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe some might say, well, yeah, wouldn't you be upset if you just lost your running back recruit to your former school that said you couldn't recruit, you couldn't recruit to there? And you just lost a running back to them? That'd be fair. That'd be fair. But I I just responded simply with, you know, he's he's never really been about any of that. I don't I think Lincoln Riley at his core is a bit of an introvert. I think he'd much rather be sitting designing plays and not telling anyone about it. <laughs> Maybe even by himself. And he has no care for what you have to say or how you feel about his players, nor does he care about the message that's out there. Unfortunately, that's not the job, though. But that's not the job. That's not it. So I just I figured you'd get a kick out of that. What's yeah, that's his deal? interesting. By the way, there is one other player that he brought up that we're going to get into next that I found kind of funny. Plus, overhype. Overhype. Who's being overhyped? It's next on The Ref.